Hey everybody, welcome back to God Guns and Preps. My name is Dax and I'm laughing right now because we've done this ten times now. <laughs> um, and welcome back to another episode of God Guns and Prep. I'm your host Dax with your co-host James. Hey guys, how you doing? And uh, man, today we're doing something that we haven't really dipped our toes into, you know. We haven't dove in head first in on this gun at all. we I don't think we've ever even mentioned it. No. And so this will be a fun one for you guys, I think. James, you want to go ahead and tell them a little bit what we're dipping into today? Okay, so we're actually picked up a a 9130 Mosin-Nagant, which is the full-size Mosin. Mm -hmm. They have a couple different sizes. Yee-yee! Big boom. (laughs) Yes. Caveman, make fire. So, the 9130, I don't know if you want me to go into the history of it. Uh, We will get into the history here in a little bit. Okay. So, right now, guys, we're going to start off by talking about this specific Mosin Nagant. Um, Now, what did I pay for it? Well, I paid a little bit high, I would say, for what I... Maybe historical value-wise? I don't know how to put that. It doesn't have everything with it that it should, right? It doesn't have the sling with it, the the bayonet, you know. So I paid about five hundred for it. I've seen them go without those things for about eight before. Um, now whether those people get eight out of them, I don't know. Probably more like five. But anyhow, and this one specifically here, I do like the stock that it has. Um, it's a wood stock an actual wood stock all of them yeah and it's it's got the full damn near all the way up the barrel there's maybe three inches of the barrel that is not covered in stock so it hasn't been sporterized exactly yep and so it's it's basically original it pretty much is original and then it's got the top stock cover for the barrel as well and the two barrel bands so and it's even got the cleaning rod that goes underneath it with it um, I think that was a pretty common thing with service rifles then, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, keeping your cleaning rod on it. Yep. So the one thing it is missing is the bayonet. Yeah, the bayonet. It is missing the bayonet. I do plan to one day find one for it. That's going to be a little tough, but I'm I sure can I can track it down. So it won't be a serial matching bayonet, unfortunately. On uh, a World War Two. Mosin, most of them. I'd be very surprised to see if even parts are matching. Yeah, that's true. Because they were put together during wartime. They didn't worry about if they were matching or not. Yeah, that's true. So, and this one is Russian. So the Mosin Nagat is a Russian rifle. Um, You'll find some of them that the Finns took the action from. uh, the, The receiver, I guess. They took the whole gun. Yeah. So they took it and they put better parts on it and made it, you know, just a wonderful rifle. It's already a good one. If you can find a Finnish Mosin, buy it because they're 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 the more rare ones. They're more rare, but they're also the same quality as, let's say, a a K98. Yeah. A K98 Mauser. A Finnish Mosin is awesome if you can find one. Yep. Now... Things I don't like after shooting the Mosin. Um, 
I really don't like that when I have a full inner magazine that when I shoot it, it drops my ammo all over the ground. <laughs> that could be figured out. And I really don't like how I have to slam my bolt forward in order to get it to close or smack it up to get it to open. Which is called a sticky bolt. Yep, it has a sticky bolt. So, but it is fun to shoot even with that issue, those issues. You know, it's still fun to put one round in and let her fly. And let me tell you something, guys. The 762x54R has a little more kick than you think. Just a wee bit. Now, is it crazy? No, I'd say it's around a 308-ish. Maybe a little little bigger. Probably 30-06. Yeah, somewhere con- around there. It's confirmed around the same power as about a 30-06. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not too bad. You know, uh, my wife even enjoyed shooting it, and she's usually not big into bolt actions, but she loves this gun. Now... I'm going to let James go in a little bit on the history of the Mosin Nagant for you folks that have not really heard much about them. Now, if you're on my podcast, that means you're probably part of the gun world already, uh, which means I couldn't, I'd have a hard time believing you have not heard of this gun, but a lot of folks here are also just getting into the gun world, maybe, and they've never heard of the Mosin Nagant. So I'm going to let James get into the history on that. On this beautiful piece of Russian machinery. So, okay, the ninety-one, the ninety-one thirty mm-hmm, was. Mm-hmm. Ding. <laughs> We're all listening, James. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so the ninety-one thirty Mosin Nagant. Basically, the first rifle was built in eighteen ninety-one. Um. Yeah, that's back when things were built right. Well, yes, so was this was built right in the 40s. Uh-huh. So the and so this was this was built they used it in World War 1 and all the war, all the wars they were in before that. And then during World War 2, they had come up with another design for a rifle. But Germany invaded and they didn't have enough of their tooling set up for their other rifle. But they had all the tooling set up for the 9130. So they started cranking these out for the Mosin. And they named it the 9130. There's a little, there's a couple of little different things that they've done um, from the, since it was built in 1891. But basically it's the same gun. Same ammo. Um, all around the same type of thing. And they built millions of them in World War II. Millions. They don't know how many. No one knows. And they basically have built two of them. Two, two different sizes. One without the bayonets, probably 54 inch with the bayonet, 64 inch, which is taller than me. Mm-hmm. The, the other one was called the M44, which I believe was the paratrooper model. But they also built it with a paratrooper model. And that one's a very short rifle. Yep, it's a lot shorter than the 9130. And And they have the bayonets attached to them. Attached to them, yep. yep. And but they're either one, they're awesome. Oh yeah. The M44 is I like it a lot better, but that's because it was built It was built differently than the 9130. Because the M44 was basically it's 
chopped down version, but it seems like it has a little more finesse to it than the 9130. The M44. But, you know, so, like I said, there's, that's a brief history. You can look up the history of actually the Mosin, and you'll have ages and ages. Because then it goes into the history of what the Finns did. The Finns captured tons of these rifles. And they modified them, slightly tweaked them, put in better parts. And if you can ever find a Finnish Mosin, buy it. Because they're as good as any Mos- uh, Mauser. They're awesome. Oh, yeah. And everybody loves the Mauser. I mean, my... well, that's a different rifle, but... I, I know an old geezer who's got one, and uh sick geezer. He's not really a geezer. He's old, okay? And he's related to me, and I love him. I want to state who for protection purposes. Good lord. But, uh, you know, he took down his first deer with one, I guess. He couldn't find scopes for him at the time because there was no real modifications for him. There were some, but they weren't very good. And so he... Took it down to a gunsmith and had something made up for it, I guess, and put a scope on it. Um, and he's like, yep, took down my first deer with it. I didn't even have it sighted in right. I was like, okay, yeah, all right, Grandpa. I have protection purposes. <laughs> Never mind, I guess I can't keep my mouth shut. Just know he's a better shot than you. Anyhow. Well, according to his stories. So he tells me, this is what he told me, okay? And I believe him 100% because it's not like, you know, he hasn't been around the block on guns. You know, he's he's been around the guns a while. He's like, yep, I took it the night before I went hunting, aimed the scope at the street lamp, and looked down my bore and aligned it. And I was like, oh, well, how'd that go? He's like, got him right between the eyes. I was like, well, remind me not to piss you off. <laughs> so, very smart man he is, I'll tell you that. I mean, I think I'm smart and can understand it, most of the things he does, but there are things that he can understand that I can't even grasp. But that's what, that's what most elderly. Oh, yeah, they can understand things that we're like, that you're just sitting there turning your head like I thought it works like this. And they're like, well, it does kind of, sort of. And then it works like this, too. Yeah, so it's, they have a backwards way of thinking. Yeah. Which is... Which is good. Yeah, very good. Which is why I'm weird. That would make some sense. Some sense. Not all sense, but some sense. You know, you... I'm not really sure what happened with you. You got caught in a weird generational gap, and now you're just you. <laughs> but we love you. Yeah, I was born probably. I shouldn't have been born in this century. Should this. have been born in the cowboy days. I know a lot about it. The old Wild West days. Uh... Oh, well. I probably should have been born then, too, with the way I think sometimes. Anyhow, so here's a fun story for you guys. So I went to go out down to Kanab this this weekend with my wife to see my father-in-law down there. And um, 
So I thought, oh, I'll take a few guns, you know, take them shooting. And uh, so we load up the car with the guns, the dogs are closed, and we head down. And we get down there, and that morning, the moment I wake up, I realize I have forgotten the ammo to my guns that I had packed, right? I just didn't put it in the car for some reason. And the magazines were with the ammo for my AR. So now I'm stuck in a weird spot. I have guns, and I already promised to take my father-in-law shooting. But I have no ammo for them, and I'm stuck in a little town that they don't have anything like a sporting goods store, really. They, they kind of have, like, a tack and feed shop, and then they have a pawn shop. There's not much in that pawn shop. You know, it's not like pawn shops down here in the city. And here's the thing. I love small towns. Love them. I would live there. Um, I think I'd go a little crazy if I couldn't drive to a sporting goods store fairly quickly, though. That's my only, like, downfall of a small town is lack of sporting goods stores. So I go in to get some ammo at this pawn shop, right? And I says, oh, you got any 223? He's like, yeah, I got some. He says, okay, will you sell me four boxes? And he goes, yep, and puts them on the table. And I was like, I need a box of 40 S&W. And he says, yep, I got that. Puts it on the table. I was like, I need a box of 12 gauge. And he goes, oh, you're out of luck, man. I was like, oh, dang, you know? And he goes, well, I think I got some turkey load over there and some double buck, but that's pretty expensive. It's like, whatever, can't be that bad, you know? So I grabbed the box, put it on the table. And then I go, oh, just a long shot, you know, but do you have any 760x54R? Guy looked at me like I'd lost my mind. He's like, isn't that for the Mosin Nagants? I was like, oh, yeah, yep. He goes, you have a Mosin Nagant? I was like, maybe. <laughs> Who's asking? Like me, obviously. It's like, oh, all right. Yes, I have one. And he goes, where the hell did you pick one of those up at? <laughs> In Provo? Oh. Where in Provo? Pawn shop. <laughs> He's like, oh, they sound like they get better stuff than I do. He's got brand new rifles there, and that's about it. And it's not very many. It's a couple bolt actions. So he's like, yeah, I ain't got none of that. And I was like, damn. You know where I can find some? He goes, no. No, I don't. He's like, online? like so screwed. He's like, yep. And then I bought an AR-15 magazine from him as well. So with four, five, six boxes of ammo, okay, costed me $120. That's not bad. For the round count, it wasn't great. No, but that's still 20 bucks a box. About, yeah. That's about what it would be here. No, for two, two, three here, I can get it for about eleven a box. Where? Sportsman's. Oh, okay. I was just there. That's what fifteen. Oh, you must be looking at something different than me. But okay. yeah. Anyhow, so I I get you know the few boxes. Take my father-in-law and my wife out there. My father-in-law had never shot an AR-15. And so he's like, all right, well, you load it up and you show me how to shoot it first. Let's see what you can do. He's like, I want you to hit that target all the way down there. And I got a little red dot. 
I'm like, oh, great. It's sighted in for like 25 yards, maybe. And that's at least 75. Maybe 100 yards. It was, it was pretty long range. <laughs> so, 19 rounds, I missed the damn target. And on the 20th one, I finally nailed it. And <laughs> my father was like, oh, at least you can hit around the target. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm a lefty. Will I be able to shoot this? So I was like, oh, yeah. Yep, it's an AR. You can shoot it left-handed. Okay, okay, cool. Well, load me up a, a magazine put it in there for me. And so I do. And he's like, now, how the hell do I charge this thing? How do I arm it? He poked it. He's like, work. On. Close bolt. <laughs> so I walked up and I smacked the side button, you know, the bolt catch, and it closed. And he's like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> See, I talk at it, and it does stuff for me. <laughs> and then he flips the safety off and just goes to town on this. Man, he's hitting that target. He only missed once at that long-range target, and he hit it every time after that. I felt a little threatened here. I was like, oh, are you challenging me? You know, like Scooby and Scooby and Shaggy over there. Are you challenging me? Maybe. <laughs> so after that, I had to load another one up and try to hit it. and I got it half of the time. Why didn't you use your sights? I, I did. Oh, okay. Well, you said you had a red dot, so... Yeah, that's all it's got on it. The flip-up sights, I could not get to adjust to where I needed them to, which is odd. I can't get them to adjust on that gun. I put them on, put them on other guns, though, and had them adjust okay. So, I wonder if it's a height difference thing. I, I, I'm not sure. So, it's really odd. But anyhow, I decided after that trip, I'm going to get an ACOG scope for it. <laughs> They're they're a little pricey, but they're a made for pricey. Them. Yeah, they're as much as a gun. No. Yes. No. They're like three hundred bucks. I can get a gun for that. A quality one? Yes. Mm, I don't know. Did you shoot CJ's forty-five seventy? Yes, I did. You were there, huh? Yeah, yeah that's right. Should we uh, tell them about that that little that little guy? We can, yeah, yeah. So my buddy CJ, uh, you guys have not heard him appear on here yet, but the plans in the future is that he will be a guest star soon. Um, he ended up. I talked him into buying a gun. Now, I didn't talk him into this specific gun, the 4570. I was trying to talk him into like a 22, you know, something with cheap ammo for the round count, anyhow, you know, that you can go out and plink and have fun. No, not CJ, man. Not CJ. He's going big or going home. He sees this 4570 break action on the shelf and he's like, that's mine. It's going home with me today. I like, CJ, you could buy, you know, like a bolt action for that. that you can still buy more ammo than what you can for this. He's like, no, no, this is going home with me today. I was like, okay, cool, yeah. So he picks it up, gets everything done and over with, buys a box of ammo for it. For 50 bucks for 20 rounds. Which, 
you know, people tell me, oh, you know, that's cheap, that's cheap. Whatever, shut up. Anyhow. And we go out and we shoot this thing, man. And James shot it once. I think you only shot it one time, huh? That's all you can take. Yeah, um, yeah, so... With your back. When I shot it, my entire spine cracked. <laughs> yeah, well, I heard it. <laughs> I heard the crack over the gunshot. I was like, ooh, ooh. And I put it down, I was like... And I was I was very disheartened because I wanted to shoot it more. My... The dream gun I want to shoot is either a three thirty eight Lapua or a fifty cal sniper. Oh yeah. But I don't know if I'll be able to handle that. Hey, fine, just one round. I shot one round with the forty five seventy and my back cracked louder than the gun did. <laughs> and then I ended up shooting the gun. Uh I, I think I shot it two or three times. About five. Yeah. CJ and shot it. All the rest. No, Tannis got a couple rounds, rounds out, my That's brother. That's true. Which we were hesitant to let him shoot it because he's kind of a wuss, right? Like, he, he's kind of a baby. You know, kid's almost 17. He's my size. And, oh, it hurt. But I ended up telling, talking him into it because I was like, Tan, it's no different than my 308. And he's like, oh, okay, I love your 308. Yeah, I'll try it. It's a little different, but. <laughs> Slightly. Slightly more, you know. And he, he shoots it and he's like, oh, yeah, that wasn't bad. And he's like shaking like somebody just smacked the shit out of him. Like he cannot stop shaking. And I was like, are you like scared, excited, nervous? And he's like, what's the word for all? I was like. I'm not sure. Are you okay? And he's like, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, man. He just kept saying, I'm good, man. And he's like, can I shoot again? I was like, sure, I guess. So he shot it a couple more times. And CJ just blew like 10 rounds out of the thing. Like it was nothing. I tell you, that he shoot, shot this thing into the mountainside. It put like a crater in it, a small crater. I was like, Wow. That's a forty-five I didn't think, because, like, I mean, I'm on TikTok, in case you followers over here did not know. I'm on TikTok under God Guns and Prep. And on it, you'll see me talking about it. Well, I had comments on there, like, oh, I thought you was going to say something big. And I'm like, what? Thought I was going to say something big? Homeboy, do you not realize this is big? Like, maybe it's not a 50, but, like, it's an owie. <laughs> This is a no more person. You know, like. Yes, but they have. But there's guns out there. They're. The elephant guns. There's a 700 Nitro Express. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 500 Magnum. Well, now CJ wants a lever action in the 4570. And he wants a 338 Lapua. And then he wants a 50 cal. So, CJ is one of the few exceptions where he did not start small and it worked out okay. Now, he shot guns before this, but usually when you're first buying them, you want to start small. Work up. Smaller than a 4570, anyhow. You know, something a little more practical for every day. You know, but he's as big shoot. as you, so... 
Yeah, but I could see him. I could see him getting that going. Oh, this is the right size for me. Yeah, and it's a good, it's a good gun. Seems pretty solid. So there's not really many problems with it. Not much that could go wrong, really, on on a single shot break action. Nope. So it'll be reliable for years to come. That's for sure. Sitting in my safe right now. Because, well, we won't say why. That's a personal matter with him and people in his home. But I want to say why, and I want to publicly shame a specific person, but I will not. I will be kind and courteous. Everybody has their own feelings towards that. Well, it's not the fact that they don't want him to have it there, right? It's an action in which this person had stated he was going to do. And after that, CJ had decided to do the responsible thing and take have the gun put somewhere else. Okay. So, me and you will talk about that yeah. in a minute. After the show, of course. It's almost over. we got about five minutes left, folks. Uh, that's all it'll let us record right now. So, um, but yeah, in conclusion, love my Mosin Nagant. Definitely happy I purchased it because even if I couldn't end up shooting it right for whatever reason anymore, it's still got that little bit of collector's value to it for me. For me, right? You know, it would look good on a wall if I couldn't shoot it. That's where it would go. Look pretty, you know. So, anyhow, folks, uh, that's about all the time we have today. James, you got anything you want to say to the folks? God bless you. Other than go follow me on TikTok? Well, I'm not on TikTok. Not you, then. Oh, go follow Daxton on TikTok. Yep, under Got Guns and Prep. You'll see some wild nights on there. Oh, good Lord. That means CJ and a couple other friends have had. You know, we're, we're a little crazy on the weekends sometimes. So Only on the weekends? Only on the weekends. And sometimes Wednesdays. You need to record your life, man, because it's crazy. I have to. Yeah, I know, but you need to put more stuff on there. <laughs> You're a nut job. Yep. All right, guys. Well, you all have a wonderful night, and God bless.